0: Deborah. over here at Smoke to Smoke, it fills me with such joy and excitement to bring you product reviews and interviews with amazing guests each week. And now the show has a sponsor that's equally as excited to bring you more great content in 2023. Stand back and make way for the sponsor, Caligars. Kellygars is an up-and-coming heavy hitter in the cannabis industry. We're talking about Blunt and Joint Roller Central over here, as these guys have Blunt and Keith Glue in seven different flavors joint rollers, Canagar packing kits, glass and wood tips, cones and cannons, blunt wraps, and so much more. If you want to step up your rolling game, head on over to Caligars.com and don't forget to use the brand new code CADABRA, that's C-A-D-A-B-R-A, to save yourself 10% off your future purchases. That's C-A-D-A-B-R-A at check And welcome to Smoke to Smoke, the show that will get you in the know about smoke and drill. I'm your host, Kadabra. With this podcast, I hope to inform you about the fast-growing world of cannabis. I'll be discussing strains, cannabis legislation, groundbreaking studies on the herb, and much more because there's a lot to cover. This podcast is for listeners 18 and up, so if you're a little kid, I'm going to have to ask you to leave for now. But when it's your time, I'll be here and just feel free to hop on back in. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get started. Hello again. For this episode of Smoke to Smoke, I'll be talking with the minds behind Harvest AF and the Cannabras podcast. Corey and Jarrell are a dynamic duo of financial advisors that love spreading knowledge to budding businesses in the cannabis industry. Before we get started, though, I have a quick disclaimer. While I make an immense effort to broadcast accurate information, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a financial advisor, and I'm not really a licensed professional. I'm simply presenting my views with someone I gather from my own research. Please do not use this podcast as medical advice, and be sure to consider your physician for any medical issues you may be having. Thank you. Now, let's light up and dig in. Hello, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Before we get started, I must know how you're doing today and what y'all are smoking on, if anything.
1: Oh, today, I think uh, Corey and I can both uh, mutually agree that we are smoking on life. (laughs) Uh, It's been such a busy time It's a transition period for us. Uh, We juggle quite a bit and wear a lot of hats. And so making sure that our faith uh, and our spiritual side is always intact. And thriving and making sure that we're moving about in the most uh, strategic and tactical way as possible. So,
2: yeah, it's great. Yeah, Letting life take us higher and higher.
0: Yeah, as we move into the summertime, things are just ramping up, getting busier and busier as more events are going down. Different things that we've got to plan for and put the finishing touches on. So you guys said you wear a lot of hats. Can you please introduce yourself for the lovely folks at home?
2: Yeah, definitely. So, um... We are the duo. You may know us by many names, but we'll go by our government names for right now. I am uh, Corey Millsap, and I am one of the co-founders of Harvest AF Financial Consulting. Uh, Jarrell, I guess you can go ahead. and. Yeah.
1: And I am Jarrell Duncan. I am the other co-founding member of Harvest AF Financial Consulting, and also we are the creators, uh, hosts, uh, and wear a few other hats for the cannabis media and the cannabis yes, podcast.
0: Sir. All right. All right. So why does cannabis mean so much to y'all?
1: Cannabis means a lot to us because, uh, cannabis in general, um, uh, I would say there, there's a personal, um, aspect of it, you know, in, in our journey. So, um, when we, it's twofold. I mean, we, we, like we said, we wear a couple of different hats and, uh, there's a financial service piece where there's, um, uh, entire community of business owners and great people, um, that have great aspirations and they need help. There's an underserved community. Um, so, uh, knowing that there are tax codes and things like that, that go against, um, uh, really helping kind of holding back the cannabis industry. We want to make sure that we're able to help in that way. Um, and it's, no other industry that we could have uh, looked for a greater impact uh, by helping. Um, and then on as far as the media side, you know, it's a big thing that uh, these voices are, ampli- are amplified. You know, there's, there's a lot of great voices out there. There's a lot of amazing stories. So whether we uh, cover them on the podcast or if we just talk to them as prospects or clients of ours, we definitely come across some great stories and these people deserve to win and we want to help them. So that's why I can't
2: Exactly. I mean, Jarrell and I, we always have had a passion for helping and, you know, back in the day when we were just a, a, a smaller tax office and we were just trying to figure out, Hey man, we want to get out of this. Cause it's not, it's not providing any type of joy to us. It's just <laughs> uh, helping people get refunds. And we're like, what market are we going to get into? And we, through our research we stumbled upon the cannabis industry and we were like wow first off we didn't we didn't know it was an industry and then secondly um uh, we went to an event out in uh fort worth texas actually shout out to a funky town and we got a chance to interact with the community and we were embraced immediately. I mean, it's not, it's not too often where you can just walk in, you know, go into an event and everybody's just so welcoming and everybody, I mean, and it's, it's cliche, you know, they say hippies and stuff like that, but it was, it really was peace, love, and happiness there. And, you know, when we got into the demographics of cannabis, we saw that when it comes to minorities, I mean, it's less than 4% ownership in this, uh, this industry and we just thought that was crazy and so we took it upon ourselves and put it on our shoulders to provide that visibility for minorities within the industry on the financial side but also to uh on the cannabis we also want to show that hey there are plenty of opportunities out there in the cannabis industry you just may not have heard of them and we're going to bring some people on so you can hear their story and hopefully it can provide encouragement for you to succeed in the caniverse.
0: Okay. So when did Harvest AF get started? And would you say that what you just told us was the inspiration that got you to creating it in the first place?
1: Yeah, uh, well, first, Harvest AF uh, Financial Consultant, it was previously Harvest accounting firm, um, started in at the beginning of 2020. Um, and as Corey mentioned before, you know, we previously had just a uh, brick and mortar tax office in the mid cities in the DFW area in Texas. So Dallas-Fort Worth, for those that don't know. And um, it, we just weren't able to have... Um, you know, we we simply just weren't able to fall in love with the work that we were doing, and so um, cannabis uh, Harvest AF really was built from from that. You know, to be honest, um, that's that's what pretty much got us to that point, and
2: and we've been rocking ever since. And the name Harvest was huge for us because our our motto and our mission is we want to grow with you from seed to success. And that's the epitome of, of harvest. And as we all know, you got uh, the the cultivation side. Um, there's a lot of work that goes into uh, growing and being able to process some grade A cannabis. And so it's it's the same type of work ethic that we put into our clients. It's you know whether you're just starting in the industry. We wanna help put that work in with you so that you can grow and be cultivated and become the product and, and success that you ultimately desire to be. Hence why the name Harvest.
0: Okay, I like that from seed to success. So what all does that entail? What kind of services do you offer as financial consultants in the cannabis industry?
1: Our core services uh, actually include tax preparation. We do month-to-month bookkeeping and industry-specific accounting. Um, we also offer uh, business entity formation. So uh, the biggest thing is that our mission is to grow with every client. And Corey, like Corey mentioned it, from seed to success. And so our principle, as principles as a company, align with the fact that we want to provide our clients with that reliable service that ensures that they are taken care of that they're educated and got it and not just serve.
0: Okay. Now y'all join me today to drop some knowledge on things that we should know as entrepreneurs in this industry regarding our taxes, because up until hearing your interview with Dro TV, I actually wasn't aware of all the different nuances of doing taxes as a can of business. So I've got some questions to help the listeners fill in the gaps when it comes to certain tax concerns, starting up their own small
2: business. Let's get into it. I hope y'all got pen and paper ready because this is what I do all day, every day.
0: All right. Yeah. This is going to be an episode where y'all need to take notes. <laughs> so you can pause a whole bunch. you <laughs> got you. Rewind. Everything is going to be right here for you. So to start off, what is an itemized deduction and what are some things that qualify as business expenses?
2: Well, I'm going to have to walk you back real quick, because if we're speaking directly to the cannabis industry, we already got to make a few delineations, right? So okay. um, you have hemp and then you have marijuana, right? So the, the federal government classifies cannabis or let me backtrack, classifies marijuana as a schedule one substance. What that means is that they view it as being uh, a high risk of abuse and having high, uh, no medical benefits for the product, which we know is not the case, but, you know, that's the federal government for you. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to that, there's different tax implications depending on if you have hemp or if you have marijuana. And so, if for instance, on the 2018 Farm Bill legalized hemp and hemp derived products, therefore, hemp, which is uh, 0.3 per, or less than 0.3 percent delta 9, uh, dry weight delta 9, um, if your product tests 0.3 or below then you're qualified as hemp and you get all the benefits that a regular business would get. So you can't write off all your deductions, like your advertising, your marketing, uh, your payroll. You can, um, any type of certifications. If you take business trips, all that stuff, you can write that stuff off. But, uh, conversely, if you are a marijuana business, you don't get the benefit of that because, and, Night in the 1970s, uh, there was a gentleman named um Jeffrey Edmondson, and he was a drug trafficker. And even though he was a drug trafficker, he thought it was, a, you know, he's like, Hey man, I'm still an American, I'm gonna file my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so he he filed his taxes and he and he went to write off, um the cost of doing his business or so the cost of the the scale to weigh uh, uh, the cocaine <laughs> the cost of the baggies the cost of his business trip all that stuff and on top of uh taking his cost of goods sold which is the cost of you actually putting your business into place and the federal government came back and said no you can't do that and he would uh, right but he appealed it he appealed it and the 16th amendment says that you can, in fact, um, so one, uh, you're required to report all income, no matter if it's legal or illegal. And secondly, um, he's like, uh, when he appealed that he, he was able to prove that he could in fact take his cost of goods sold. And so he ended up winning and it was a, a big black eye to the federal government and the um, uh, on the tax and legal the legal side and so they created internal revenue code 280e and what that means is if anybody that's in the business of trafficking a schedule one or schedule two business then they are not allowed to receive any type of benefits that a business would get such as deducting, um, expenses and receiving credits to help alleviate any type of financial burden for your, your business. And so if you are a marijuana business, even though you in the hemp business have the same products, you're going to be taxed extremely different. And the, I don't want to get too complex with it, but just to keep it in basic terms, let's say you made a hundred thousand dollars, uh, you subtract all your expenses and your cost of goods sold. Let's say it leaves you with $20,000. Well, then you're taxed on that $20,000. But on the, on the marijuana side, if you made a hundred thousand dollars, and even though you incurred, let's say $80,000 in expenses, and so you in reality you only have twenty thousand dollars they're still taxing you on that hundred thousand dollars
0: wow
2: and so that puts a lot of businesses upside down because like, we well, don't have the money to pay that and there's not there's no banks there's because cannabis or marijuana is federally illegal 90 plus percent of banks won't even touch your money or touch your business so you can't get a loan or anything like that and so you're you're stuck and so that was a long-winded way of just explaining the why the cannabis industry is treated so differently and this is the only business that is illegal federally and legal in the states that's being treated like this and so Again, that's why we're here to help those that are those game changers and those mommy pop businesses, small businesses help navigate through the, the weeds.
0: OK, so basically what you're saying here is like if you're a hemp business or um, any business that doesn't t- like work with the flower directly. So let's say you if you sell smoking accessories, but you don't actually sell um, buds and concentrates and stuff like that, you would be able to have tax write offs. But any the second that you try to write anything off as making sales with cannabis, anything like that, you are immediately um regarded as ineligible to get any type of deductions.
2: It depends as long as if it's hemp, and that's why I have to make the delineation between hemp mm-hmm. and marijuana. Because I can't I can't use cannabis as all encompassing because that's not what the Internal Revenue Code and the federal government refers it to. And because there's that delineation, if it is hemp, Again, less mm-hmm. than that 0.3% Delta 9 dry weight THC. Any accessories or even if you're plant touching, you're fine. But once you cross that threshold and let's say it's 0.31% now is magically marijuana. And then now because it's marijuana, then anything that anything in that business that has to deal with, I mean, really anything in that business, you're not going to be able to write off period. There's, there's a small loophole or window with your cost of goods sold, but that's why you need to make sure that you're working with uh, either an accountant or somebody that specializes, a financial service provider that specializes in cannabis. Your day-to-day financial provider is not going to know all this, and they, they can potentially put you in a worse predicament for years to come.
0: Oh wow, okay. So what let's see what are some good apps that we can use to take advantage of staying on top of Canada small business expenses and earnings in the meantime until we're able to get like an account?
2: We would
1: definitely recommend having a QuickBooks account. Uh, QuickBooks is great, and some people say QuickBooks. Some say zero. Uh, it's your preference. Uh, but those are great ways to track your income, expenses, uh, accounts receivable, and accounts payable, um, just so that you have an understanding of the money that your your business is making. Um, in the cannabis industry, uh, cash accounting or ways uh, using it as the cash method of accounting would not be acceptable um, because we have to use accrual, accrual uh, methods and we have to use a different way, a certain way of doing accounting, um, then utilizing apps like QuickBooks would be very useful. Um, QuickBooks pairs very well with, uh, you know, apps that you have to, or software that you have to use inside of your business, such as metric, you know, um, you wanna be able to have a great POS system um, that pairs with QuickBooks uh, and QuickBooks is very compatible is pretty common. So that would be a great way to uh, make notes, track expenses and income in the meantime. And even when you do find a professional, they might say the same and it's easy to allow them to have access to your books and uh, you can keep your same software. It's great.
0: Okay, so um, I know you're not sponsored by any banks, but would there be any banks that you would recommend that you've seen people have the least amount of problems with?
1: Yeah, um we would definitely uh recommend. We have a relationship with um Heron Bank. Uh so yes, we are not sponsors of Heron Bank and they are not a sponsor of uh Harvest Day of Financial Consulting or the Canabras Media. However, uh they've done a great job of educating uh as well as doing one thing that many banks don't do. That does it does not do and that would be um they actually have a compliance department that uh is there to actually help cannabis businesses they can take on your business and yes they do have a uh, a lengthy process as far as ensuring that you can do business there but herring bank has a compliance department and that's the thing that most banks don't have and people don't realize that that's the reason why you can't just walk into some of your other major branches or your major banking institutions and get service uh so Herring Bank would be a really good one. We're in Texas. We know they're um, out in Texas in certain areas. They're also out in Colorado, and I believe some other areas and uh, states and territories as well.
2: Yeah, and the thing—the thing with the banking is, as I said earlier, earlier because it's federally illegal. The main banks, the main—you know—banks. I won't say their names, but uh, <laughs> they won't even touch cannabis. Period. But it's a lot of the credit unions, the local and state credit unions that have picked up the slack in many different areas to assist uh, many cannabis businesses so that they uh, can uh, at least have some way of uh, depositing cash. So they're not having to sit on hundreds of thousands of dollars to millions of dollars in cash because we already know that's a problem in itself. Yeah, Oh, Lord. Okay, so
0: do you have any other advice for small business owners that I forgot to cover?
1: Yeah, one major piece of advice that I know um, from our you know, experience in the financial service industry would be to keep your personal and business um, expenses, uh, income, everything separate. You know we know we understand that it is difficult like corey mentioned within the cannabis industry to obtain like substantial banking and help on that end but you would want to keep everything separate and now that goes for business in general we always give that type of uh advice to business owners because when you are at the top it's easy to uh kind of just you know skate around some of the uh the things that would be necessary but you will hurt your business in in the long run because of the fact that uh when you hand your financial documents over to a professional it may cost you more for them to have to separate personal from business and then also to be honest it just gets really muddy and really time consuming on both ends for the business owner and for the service provider
2: in addition to that and i'm not I'm not going to drop too many nuggets because I will be here all day. But <laughs> when when you decide that you want to get into this industry, make sure you're doing your research. Make sure you have a business plan uh, established for whatever facet of the industry you want to get into. And then in addition to that, make sure you have your exit plan figured out. So, how you know, 5, 10, 20 years, what, what are you wanting to do with your business? Are you looking to get bought out eventually or are you looking to, you know, carry on your business for and pass it down to your children and their kids kids and so on and so forth uh, so you you want to know that ahead of time kind of like um you want to know what your house looks like before they build the house right mm-hmm. so same thing yeah um and then lastly i'll say um make sure that you have the appropriate team in place because Uh, the regulations are always changing and if you don't have the right people in place then you could be setting yourself up for failure and they can have you you know put you in positions where um, you shouldn't be just because they weren't savvy or uh, with the cannabis industry side so just have a banker an attorney insurance a professional, a lawyer, um, I said a lawyer, an accountant, not an attorney, <laughs> accountant. Um, and then a um, you want to have an IT person. So a banker, an accountant, insurance, lawyer, and tech. And that all spells out built. You want to have your belt in place.
0: Okay. Okay. Makes sense to me. You want to have that belt secured. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. So, um, another thing, I don't believe y'all mentioned this. What are some documents business owners should keep a hold of when filing taxes?
2: All of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, you got it. You got it. <laughs> no, no. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, different, I mean, they definitely should have some, some records. So I know we mentioned like apps and, you know, easy ways to track, um, from those apps, for example, like QuickBooks, what we will be looking for is, you know, a profit and loss statement, you know, statement of cash flows, um, your balance sheet. These are items that are used to file your taxes. Um, You will also need, you know, um, your, you know, your, your EIN letter, things like that to prove, you know, the formation of your business, you know, operational agreements as well would be great. Um, We get a lot of this information from businesses to truly understand how they can best take advantage of their, their filing status and to determine if they actually are currently operating and have operated in the past uh, using the correct filing status that's the most advantageous for their business and themselves.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Yeah, that was um, something that I found to be useful. Well, one of the apps that I had mentioned to y'all when we first had a chat a while back, um, there was an app I was using called Money Manager since by day I can mark the expenses as they come out for the podcast. Also, I would say invest in a filing cabinet just for these different receipts that you're getting here and there. You will lose them otherwise if you don't have somewhere to kind of stash them away and keep them because you will need them for a few years, which (laughs) I'm about to ask y'all how long. Home. But um, with Money Manager, I've got it set up by month and by day. Basically, um, how much income I've made for the month, the expenses that come out, my overall profit. Um, then it's um, divided up by categories like things I spent for content creation or promotion, giveaways, different things like that, broken down um, to where if I hadn't done that, if y'all, if I hadn't talked to y'all and found out like, oh, I actually need to find all these receipts, get everything sorted out, I would have had a mess trying to do my taxes.
2: Yeah, it's taxes can be one of those um, moments in life that gives you extreme anxiety oh, yeah. if you're not prepared for it. Um, but I wanted to say, as I'm uh, forgetting the question, what was the question again?
0: <laughs> um, how how long should companies okay, yes. keep a hold of their important documents?
2: Yes. So I'm going to say uh, between five to seven years um the thing is in the cannabis industry it's a matter of when not if you're going to be audited and so you always want to ensure that you have your i's dotted and t's crossed and have um uh, as drill said a a paper trail so a paper trail if you think of like hansel and gretel the the uh, folklore where they had put pieces of bread down so they can track where they were going That's the Mm -hmm. same thing you want to make sure you have with your finances because the irs is going to say hey where did this money come and where did it go and you want to be able to you want to be able to have the little bread crumbs to show like it went here it went there or it's in our bank account and with again with the banks being an issue there's a lot of um, cash intensive businesses so they have a whole bunch of cash on hand and safes so it's easy for a business owner to say like, Hey, well, I'm just going to, you know, skim off the top a little bit. And, and, or from personal experience, we we've had clients that claim that they didn't make anything or made very little, but they got, you know, uh, a Maserati, they got this nice house, Mm -hmm. um, all that. And he's like, Hey man, let's, let's, you know, let's just, let's be honest with each other here, (laughs) you know, 20, you know, I don't don't know um, if you've experienced inflation, but $20,000 isn't enough to afford all of this right here. So, so, you know, just, just make sure that, you know, they're accurately reporting the the correct amount and then have those uh, receipts and files on hand. I definitely recommend um, either an app that's, Compatible with QuickBooks, or um, t- download like Tiny Scanner. You can just take a picture of the receipt, turn it into a PDF, and then boom, you have it there. And then you can just upload it into a a, a folder online.
0: Uh, yeah, I might need to do that. I need to integrate everything over onto QuickBooks. I haven't done that yet.
2: Yeah, it, it'll make your life easier. You know, we in a world we in a virtual uh, society now. You know, it's it's hard to have everything in a you know in a physical folder and you know with over time the piece of paper we've all found that receipt in our car <laughs> that, yeah. that is is very just faded like when when was this 2015 day you know so yeah i think that that'll be the best way to go about it
0: Okay. So next up, I want to take some time to highlight y'all's podcast. So tell us about the Cantabrud Show.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, first thing uh, that we like to make sure that we mention is that we are always forward in thinking of our mission, which is to provide our audience with that industry specialist insight on proper financial practices within the world of cannabis. Um, it's important for us that we continue to also advocate for the advancement of the cannabis community and minorities inside the cannabis community as well. And as we always like to say, one seed at a time. Um, The Cannabras podcast is hosted by uh, Corey Millsap, EA, over there, and and myself. Yes, sir. Yeah, and we are basically trying to um, ensure that we uh, stay focused on that mission and be able to provide uh, added visibility for those voices that we mentioned before that go unheard the uh, we understand how difficult like advertising and marketing could be for like, smaller and younger, uh, inexperienced cannabis brands. And so while they're spending so much money and so much time creating amazing high quality products, they need an extra outlet to uh, show that off. And the Cannabrus podcast is that um, we actually started the Cannabrus podcast in July of 2021 and we've worked really hard to bring a great show to the audience you know um we've interviewed some really cool really dope guests uh we've we've actually gotten out and did some we would say uh in person uh live canterbrace episodes as well as we have also been media sponsors and media partners for uh expos as well such as the cbd and delta 8 expo uh and we've also done a little bit of uh event hosting award show hosting as well, uh, within the cannabis industry. So, uh, the cannabis podcast is there to Mm -hmm. ensure that those voices get amplified and we have a good time putting our own flavor on it. So,
2: (laughs) yeah. And, and we, we get out there. The great thing about us getting out there is we meet industry professionals all the time. Right. And so if you're a, if you're a business, that's, struggling with marketing or if you're a business that is struggling with insurance or you know we talked about the belt earlier right if you're a business that's struggling with some of that you know we want to be able to bring on individuals on top of the actual plant touching businesses but some of the ancillary businesses to help drop knowledge on those specific topics to help guide um the the businesses you know and like again like i said earlier less than four percent of the industry is minorities and so because of that there's already a uh, if we think of it like a race you we're already behind the race and so on top of you getting let's say you got a social equity license and you're you know right, you know i worked hard i got this license that license doesn't automatically grant you the knowledge of running a business and grant you the knowledge of all the, the, the facets of, you know, let's, we talk about the financial side, but legal side, uh, marketing, because that's a huge issue, capital, how to get capital, all, all of that stuff. So we combine all that together on our show to, to really help, to really help each individual one seat at a time.
0: Okay, so what have been some of your more favorite topics to discuss on your show?
2: Ooh, we've had some fun stuff, right, Corey? Yes, sir.
1: Yeah, I think uh, we've had some fun stuff that we like to touch on on topics that not every other platform is going to cover. I know we had uh, Kim Kaler of uh, Privy Peach. That was a cool Mm -hmm. one because she talked about um, her, um, I would call them intimate products, I believe, Mm -hmm. but they basically Um... are, you know, you know, like sexual products that are able to help people in in that area as well. That was a fun topic because we really got the chance to learn on air. Um, we also did our, our most recent episode, which uh, will air soon, really soon within the next week or so. And that one was with a uh, another brand by the name of Canneline. And what was great about that is they represented the businesses that have a great model, great financial model, extremely knowledgeable about the industry from a scientific perspective and also from a financial perspective, have an idea of where they want to go and how they can leverage what they have to get it um, and how they're willing to incorporate others, including brand new investors to be a part of their vision. So we, we try to make sure that, like Corey mentioned, that we are able to put out the type of content that help businesses form, grow, and succeed. And so um, those are a couple of the uh, episodes that we've done. We've also covered, Mm -hmm. you know, some other brands uh, out there like Flying High Flowers. Uh, Flying High was a great uh, brand because they also have really dope apparel. Mm -hmm. So we've covered a couple different A couple different brands, really. But the topics are always we always look to have the most hard hitting topics that maybe you don't think of when you think of cannabis. So not just only from, you know, um, high levels of THC and those type of products, but being in Texas where Mm -hmm. we don't have a recreational program. We also are interested in the medical advancements and also the uh, true impact of CBD and higher Mm -hmm. CBD levels uh, within cannabis. So, yeah, that's been fun
2: yeah we, we love hearing these stories the come up stories man like uh we got brother antoine mordekin out there in alabama making all types of waves um in the process of becoming the first black medical marijuana cultivation in alabama and you know we got um thought leaders that are breaking down barriers with natasha andrews aka the canna boss and it's just all these individuals just um i mean they're superheroes all of them superheroes super (laughs) she nice
0: so where all does your show air where can we stream it
2: well yeah we're
1: on most major audio platforms so your spotify pandora um iheart media as well so we're we're on those platforms uh, so definitely check us out when you get a chance uh, our most our primary uh, platform has been the visual and now audio because of the new uh, features but that would be YouTube and so you can uh, definitely check us out there and that's where we're streaming we have a lot of like exciting shows coming up for the remainder of 2023 and we're going to do some things that haven't been done in this industry before for sure
0: all right so how do you promote your podcast
1: um right now um we are actually currently working on a new promotional plan but thus far it's really been utilizing the different uh small messages and just bits of information that we have because we understand that it could be quite a bit to um to deal with all at once so we've utilized our social media platforms to the best of our ability thus far um, so you can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Fanbase, LinkedIn. Uh, we're there. Even Social Club, which is a new platform within the cannabis industry to really highlight great brands. And we actually try to make sure that we're getting out the word about what's going on with the cannabras. Uh, so you can always meet us there, Facebook as well. And we look forward to you know collaborating with more brands and we're really trying to push uh so it's not just what we have going on and seeing clips of our episodes but we really want to engage with our people we want to engage with the cannabis community and let them know that the cannabis got your back
0: all right so how often do your episodes air
1: uh going forward with the new plan you'll start to see the cannabis podcast and other forms of content uh, you'll see that, you know, maybe every few days, but uh, full episodes will be coming out at least once biweekly. And, and we're looking to really ramp up production on that as well. And so uh, you can definitely look for us every two weeks, tap into your Spotify or your, your Apple podcast, however you like to enjoy your podcast and check us out. We would love to get your feedback and your engagement.
0: All right. So what's been your favorite part of creating the show?
1: Um, it's been falling in love with the industry more, for sure. Corey and I created the, the Bros podcast in order to truly allow ourselves to become more obsessed. So when we're going through uh, our, our different uh, segments on the show, um, uh, like Word on the Street, where we talk about updates, on the news and legislation and what's going on because you know that really changes everything in the industry for a lot of people based on your state or you know cross fingers at a uh, at the uh federal level um so you know we, that's the biggest and i would say that's where we like to have a lot of fun we like to have a lot of fun in in that way
2: yeah yeah and, and like when we get feedback similar to like what you gave us Miss Cadabra, I mean, that Definitely. that's a battery pack in our back. I mean, we, we, we put the information out, not necessarily with the expectation of a return. I mean, we would love, a, you know, like share or subscribe, but we understand that you like, people aren't obligated to do that. Right. So we just put it out there off the strength of our love for the industry and our love for helping. And so, um, I mean, that's, that's ultimately like huge for us. And then, like I said, when we get that feedback, man, it's just like, dang, we, we, like, our words have value, you know? Like, yeah, it's just, it just hits right there.
0: Yeah, that's what I really like about your guys' show is that it gives us the opportunity to think about cannabis in ways that we don't necessarily talk about normally. Not just commonly having a sesh like, oh, bro, what'd you smoke today? Which, (laughs) don't get me wrong, we love having those chats too, but having more (laughs) educational conversations about um, our favorite plant and getting to learn more about it and engage others to where we're breaking down the stigma that's surrounding it.
2: Yeah, we had, matter of fact, so we spoke on a panel in Dallas uh, last year and following the panel, we had um, a young woman ask us to step aside and, and speak to us. And she was just like, I appreciate you acknowledging the professionalism in cannabis because that's a misconception. And that's a stigma within the industry that, you know, everybody's high behind the counters. Everybody, you know, it's not a actual I'm doing air quotes right now. An actual business, mm-hmm. um, and it's that's further from the truth. I mean, people have they, the business owner really put a lot into their business in this business, and because of all the different constraints that we mentioned earlier, these cannabis businesses are bleeding cash constantly, and so it's a up it's a uphill battle already compared to your your average business so they put a lot of uh we call it sweat equity blood sweat and tears just to be functional and operational out here so shout out to all the professionals out there man
0: yeah no doubt so before we get into the fun questions do you have any advice for fellow podcasters trying to expand the outreach of their own show
1: well you know One thing is, you know, we like to take our own journey and hope that that inspires others. You know, uh, having a financial service business and looking for ways to advertise that business, we realize that that's another obligation that we have with the show is to continue to promote what we really are about and what we do day to day. So being the, just being you, you know, and not being afraid to use your voice is the first thing, you know, and be patient with this because, you know, podcasting many say, oh, there's no money in podcasting and things like that, but there is support for your voice. So just, I would say, just continue to um, push, uh, try to be as consistent as possible. I think the downfall of many platforms is when there's no structure and organization, but also when there's no consistency. You know, you can have a great show, you know, with great content. It could, you know, be as funny as you want it to be. Um, It could be as relatable as you want it to be. But the people need to know that they can depend on that same voice that you're uh, getting them to fall in love with. So, you know, definitely just continue grinding. You know, we're going to be on that journey with you. um, And we're even trying to improve on our consistency and our production. And we're working with our team actively as we speak right now to grow and And really be able to do something, Um, but make sure that what you're doing with your podcast is really lending itself to your purpose. Uh, We have we're faith. We have strong faith, you know, um, in the man above. And when you have strong faith about who you are as a person, you need to put that out because nine times out of 10, there's people who relate to you and they completely uh, see your point of view or they can, you know, really value that.
2: Yeah, there's 7.9 billion people on this earth right now. I just Googled it. So uh, don't go hard on me, (laughs) but, (laughs) um, so even if 1% rocks with what you're saying, I'm not going to do the math, but that's millions and millions of people that are right there on your side. So I said that to say your voice matters. You you don't know who's going through the same situation that you're going through right now and need to hear what you have to say. And that's that's the thing. Just because uh, you can't see people or just because, you know, your um, circle, your your uh, ecosystem around you doesn't seem interested in what you have to talk about. There's seven point nine billion people on this earth. And there's people out there that want to hear you and it's okay to make mistakes it's okay and that's what makes us perfect and not perfect imperfect imperfectly perfect <laughs> uh, but that that's what makes us human and that's what's going to cause people to want to hear from you because you are human and you're just like them
0: Yeah, that's the best part of having a podcast is that it's a growing experience for not only you, but your audience that gets to grow with you and see how you develop, change, and learn these different aspects of whatever topic you're covering and get to engage with you as you grow more. And it's just a, a beautiful thing once you really get the swing of it. But like you said, you have to be consistent with it. If you make cool episodes, but you release once, um, once a month, and it's not even on the same day every month. Nobody's gonna know when to really look out for you, and it's gonna be hard to really get that visibility you want. Yeah, in first
1: agree. Place. We definitely, yep. definitely agree with that. Yep.
0: Hey, yo! It's Cadabra from Smoke to Smoke. I want to give y'all the four one one on a company with a great Delta eight and rare cannabinoid products that can be delivered right to your door. If you're looking for some high-quality rare cannabinoid products, look no further. My boys over at Moonwalker have got you covered. If you're looking for a wide range of quality rare cannabinoid tinctures, gummies, vapes, topicals, and even gummy sampler packs for you to try out just a taste of some of their delicious cannabinoid treats before committing to a bottle, check out Moonwalker. And when you go to the site, don't forget to use the code smoke 420 to, to save some cash the next time you want to stock up your stash. Again, that's smoketosmoke 420 420 to save a little bit off on me. It mean a lot. Back into today's episode, we gotta take a quick smoke break. When I went to the dispensary this week, I went in search of a tasty all day strain that would lift my spirits without locking me down to the couch. And honestly, this strain might've even been better suited for last week's strain review instead of seeing the theme and all, but I didn't know it existed until about a few hours ago. So without further delay, let's light up and dig into some military chocolate. Chocolate is a fantastic, indica-dominant hybrid cross of Tropicana cookies and Bubba Kush that provides an evenly-balanced euphoric High. This strain features aromatically bold flavors of chocolate, coffee, and vanilla cream with spicy undertones of an earthy Kush on the dry-pull inhale and exhale. Military Chocolate is a rare and delicious strain that's not easy to find, but worth trying if you come across it in your local dispensaries. I happened to find this strain myself at a dispensary called Best Buds, which had a, just a beautiful selection of flour. She let me sniff every single strain in there, but honestly, this one stood out far beyond the rest for its rich chocolatey aroma that paired so eloquently with a herbal blend reminiscent of bergamot tea leaves. Typically, cannabis consumers remark that this strain tends to make them feel more creative, relaxed, and give them a euphoric surge of happiness that might turn into a chattiness. Medical cannabis patients often choose military chocolate when dealing with symptoms associated with anxiety, chronic pain, and insomnia. Not much information on this strain was available besides the fact that its dominant terpene is caryophylline like its parents. That's all I've got for this smoke break. Now, let's get back to the episode. All right, y'all. So before I let you go, I got some fun questions just so the listeners can get to know a little bit more about y'all. Oh yeah, let's do it. All right. So what's your favorite strength?
1: Um, I would have to say Blue Dream. I live, I think, you know, I, I would say I live, I live a very like active life. So I'm a father, I'm a husband. Um, we kind of mentioned two businesses that I co-own. So, and I also like to have like an active, like, you know, fit, like try to keep in shape, my daughter likes to always be in competition with me. So I have to make sure I'm I'm always, you know, motivated physically as well. So Blue Dream is really dope um, because it's a hybrid strain, because it's a little bit sativa dominant, um, but it increases that motivation and heightens that focus. And we need to always be focused. There's always something going on. And, you know, life as uh, a business owner, even if you only have one business, um, it keeps you, you know, it's not really on, on the clock. So uh, Blue Dream allows you to stay focused, uh, stay motivated. But at the same time, it has those relaxing and pain relieving effects that we need, especially after finishing like a tough workout. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, for me and my husband, we kind of had opposite reactions. I'd say for him, it was probably about an hour or so. And then he was asleep, so not much uh, productivity <laughs> going on there. <laughs> uh, but uh, for me He said he, he never known anybody That wanted to like smoke a whole bunch And then work on like a research Project or something like usually He's like I'm so used to like smoking and relaxing But I told him that like It's for me it's it's kind of Like my um Kind of like adding the, the motor Like the um, the motor oil to my gears You yeah. know kind of gets me going in the morning And gets me motivated where Like there's that There's stigma that like cannabis really makes you lazy, makes you want to wind down, which there are strains that will definitely do that. But it's not like the plant's so diverse, it's so complex. There's so many different strains that you can use to your advantage for different things.
1: Yeah. And a lot of people, I, I mean, I have to say even for myself, like there's still so many strains and, you know, variations to try out, you know. So like uh, the thing about it is you have one or two, maybe three bad, you know, experiences with a certain strain, maybe you're getting it from a certain person and that's all that they carry or you're getting it from a certain place or whatever the case may be. But, you know, you know, continue to explore, you know, cannabis as a whole is extremely complex, you know, as you mentioned, and it should be explored, um, you know, medicinally and recreationally, you know, in my opinion. So, yeah, for sure. Okay.
0: Okay. So next up, if you could time travel, would you go back in time to meet your ancestor, eh, ancestors or forward in time to meet your descendants?
2: Ooh, that's such a good one. That's man. <laughs> and and speaking for myself, I would go forward. I would go forward in time because you can see the result of Your hard work that you put in you know if if legacy is a big thing for you you can see your legacy and you can potentially meet all the people that came from your loin from your seed and i think that's a very powerful and uh, a a motivating factor to see and experience
1: well i i know i would say I would say the opposite. I, I would go back in time um, if I had the opportunity to go back in time some a few generations or something like that and meet my ancestors, because there's been so many advancements that if you were to go back, you know, and I guess I would be altering in the future if I was doing a little time travel experiment, but I would definitely like give them some of the ideas that maybe I was too slow on you know implementing or maybe you know whatever the case may be but foundation is so important that I think um if we go back then we have the opportunity to change things for our families you know and our communities as well but with just simple impact of knowledge and understanding that maybe they didn't have it at the time
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but um you are messing with the past so you could mess up a whole bunch of things and start a paradox too just throwing that out
2: there.
1: I know but it sounds so much fun <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
2: Jarell going go mess around and not be born.
1: <laughs> so be it. <laughs> it is. He said, well, damn. <laughs> All
0: right. So next up, what's the strangest
2: gift you've ever received? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I had one client. So um, prior to me having kids, I was, I, I was a mobile notary on the side. And. I was sitting down with him and you know, going through paperwork and everything like that. And he's like, you know, my wife uh is Chinese and he said it it's a custom to give your guests a gift. And I was like, Okay, that's cool, you know. All right, let's get back to these documents. He's like, No, but I really want you to have this. And I said, All right, all right, you know, what is it? He said, It's a pocket knife. And- And I was like, thank you. he's like, he said, I couldn't let you leave here empty handed. You know, I enjoyed our conversation. Please take this on behalf of my family. And so now I have a a random pocket knife. I still have it to this day. And that was, (laughs) oh man, that was like, probably like four or five years ago. Um, Yeah, that that was definitely a strange gift okay
0: i mean like wait what kind of pocket knife are we talking here like does it like is it have like a cool leather like
2: handle and like does it look cool no so the, that's a great question it so i am not a, a pocket knife expert oh. first off I, I must say that okay. um but the outer coating of the knife did look pretty the design was pretty dope it was pretty dope um but i think i may have opened it once or twice you know it's it's more of a it's more of a decoration than serving any other function um yeah but shout out to him man you know i hope i hope he's doing well and and still giving out gifts nice
0: all right so do you have um a strange gift that you receive
1: oh a strange gift that i've received you know mm, i would say the strangest gift that i've received might be a mattress and that that's just a strange thing to get someone in my opinion as was it new or used huh new or used uh it was new now it was new right so so i would (laughs) say useful but as a gift that's kind that's kind of strange i would have to say that uh getting a mattress as a gift and you know mattresses are expensive so you know you're thankful Right, and, and you, they are extremely useful, like I said. But to get a mattress as a gift is not something that you anticipate. So, like you're like, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay,
0: see, like with the how much mattresses cost. No complaints on the mattress gift there.
1: Oh, at all, at <laughs> yeah. All. Yeah, okay. we still, that, that's still a great mattress. It's in a room in my house right now. <laughs> hey, nice. Sitting
2: on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I think the weirdest gift I ever got, I can't remember if it was for, I believe it was for my anniversary, but a family member got me um, a bar of soap. And mm-hmm. um, it wasn't like any type of fancy soap. It was like the type you get from like Dollar Tree. Like it wasn't. <laughs> oh. And um I think I got some socks, too. Okay. And it was like, I I would have much rather not received something for my one-year anniversary, but, like,
2: <laughs> I was mostly just confused. Are you, are you trying to say something? And yeah, I'm, like... I'm <laughs> assuming that
1: the, the the soap wasn't hemp or anything. It wasn't no. cannabis-related. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> because at least, you know, you, they can say, hey, you know, I know that you're in the industry or I know, you know, that you're, you know, a fan of cannabis you know products or something and that would have seemed like there was a little bit of thought to it but
0: oh no i had a um, a former guest um miss thts she's got a hemp derived um, an industrial hemp business and she sent me some it's like a chocolate espresso hemp soap oh my god it smells i want to eat the soap Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay yeah like it's good like see hemp soap that's no problem but like dollar tree soap like come on
1: like you did you got that when you got gas. When you stopped to get gas on the way here, you, <laughs> you just looked around, you got rushed, and you bought the soap. The first thing that you could put your hand on. So that's funny.
2: Half price, two items or more. <laughs> uh soap. All right. <laughs> and these socks right here too. Look. You got throwing some pizzazz, you know.
1: Yeah, maybe they had to meet the limit to use the card at the gas.
2: Station. <laughs> okay,
1: okay. Ah!
0: <laughs> All right. So what are y'all's three favorite ways to consume cannabis?
1: Ooh, so this is always constantly changing because since we've been in the industry, um, we always have like people that we connect with, maybe guests or something like that. Maybe we meet at an expo or an event. And this always changed. But currently, I would have to say I still trust the good old, you know, uh, cone, just, you know, stuffing a cone with, you know, whatever uh, flower that the wife and I have at the time. Um, Shout out to my wife, of course. Uh, But that would have to be one, just a a J. I do not like um, anything tobacco. So, you know, any kind of tobacco wrap or anything like that. So I like hemp wraps as well. Uh, The second way for me would be, uh, I would say bongs you know bong hit good bong hit uh great on time you know you might not have enough time to stuff a cone and do all this stuff and clean up and ashes and all that so sometimes just a quick little uh bong hit leave the bong on the counter and take care of it when you come back you know so if you're Mm -hmm. if you're on the move I like a, a solid bong hit um and then my third I would say Oh, we're kind of getting into these, uh, you know, cannabis infused beverages. So, you know, yeah, I've, you know, tried some of the seltzers, the sodas. There's some great brands out there. And uh, now we have even the cannabis infused syrup. So uh, kind of like um, I think I'm trying to kind of interested in going down more and down that direction. So, yeah, being able to have that without the smoke, you know, you might be around someone who doesn't smoke. Um, they don't like the vapors. They don't like the smell. So uh, what's really cool about the cannabis infused beverages is that you're able to, you know, just walk around with it. It's like imagine if we didn't have all this scrutiny on the cannabis flower as a whole, you know, uh, cannabis beverages kind of allow you to uh, live that life for you know as long as you're consuming it.
0: Yeah, that's definitely something I enjoy about cannabis beverages. I've gotten into them recently as well since Snapdragon has been sending me a whole bunch of their new products to sample. They've recently gotten into the infused seltzers, the um, syrups and stuff, which I made a recipe for, which is a previous episode. If you want to go check it out, listeners, I would definitely recommend. Um, But yeah, basically, it's just it's really good to mix and make like
2: large servings of like punch for parties. Oh, yeah. Um, You spiking, spiking the punch, boy. (laughs) Y'all really sipping on scissor over over there.
1: (laughs) So, how how does your uh, your family or your friends like react? Because my family, they always make the joke that if they come over to my house, they're not going to eat anything or drink anything. (laughs) Like they're like Um, like, they they just they don't. It was like "Uh, we don't trust it. If you give me water, I'll just buy my own.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's nano emulsified water though oh you yeah, still no
0: <laughs> bringing my own stuff um for my family it's kind of it's very mixed most of my family is very um very old school and how they view cannabis so they don't necessarily mm-hmm. like they understand that it helps me but they're still like don't understand exactly how they just know that it it works mm-hmm. so a lot of them are still coming around and trying to understand understand medicinal cannabis more um, as far as my mom's concerned she's like oh that sounds so cool they have chips and stuff that are infused <laughs> like she and like her go-to now is these infused seltzers like she oh, yeah. has one of those anytime she can because she's got diabetes but she likes still having edibles and stuff that she doesn't have to worry about her sugar intake so those have been right. a pretty good option
1: for her. yeah yeah I like it yeah
0: yeah so um what what is one place that y'all have no interest in traveling to
1: you know what i just realized this um recently but it would have to be antarctica okay because you can't grow weed in antarctica apparently right (laughs) so so which means that how how would i actually be able to get to weed if i'm not able (laughs)
2: like
1: if if it doesn't grow there how am i able to get to it and how long am i there and if it's for a vacation that's not necessarily a vacation that uh maybe me and my buddies or my wife would be interested in going to if we don't have the option to at least get to some that sweet flower so <laughs> yeah,
0: i'm pretty sure there was like all like a horror movie or something like that like people were in, in Antarctica or something doing some like i can't i think it was like an 80s or 90s movie um i want to not it but might have been right around that era of movies but yeah people um i don't they didn't have a good time and i'd say um smoking weed was the least of their concerns there
2: (laughs) (laughs) probably
1: so yeah yeah i
2: think i think um space i don't think i ever want to go to space (laughs) (laughs) i think i think it's too many things that can go wrong and once it happens it's a wrap yeah
0: yeah, so that that's definitely too risky there.
2: Killed by a little, ast- little a mini asteroid flying at light speed. Right, like a little crack <laughs> in your helmet and then yeah. just, it's over. Yeah, like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I just watch my sci-fi.
0: So even if they, like, in, like, 50 years or so, if they start opening it up to where we can start living on Mars, you wouldn't hop on that opportunity?
2: In 50? Heck no. Nah. <laughs> uh, really? To live on mars oh well, you know visit no no Nah, i think i think that's for me that's for my next my future generation that i'm going to visit at some point <laughs> hey, with the time me, travel with, with the time travel hey tell me about mars man how how was that
0: what? oh okay. <laughs> as long as you got a plan <laughs> all right so what are y'all's favorite tv shows
1: oh uh, I do try to make some good time for TV. Like, I, I I feel like it's a nice balance. Me and my wife like to say, uh, like, we like good trash TV. But I would say my um, so it's a bunch of trash TV that's going on. I like um, there's like a young, famous, and African. I like watching like different uh shows that probably aren't meant for like where I live. <laughs> you know, like just to be able to like see uh, and kind of explore. You know, that that's the explorative um type of uh spirit that i have but i would say my favorite might be now that i'm thinking about it maybe million dollar listing it might be the million dollar listing uh franchise um new york is cool i like million dollar listing la i'm big on like the uh those real estate shows because i love like watching them negotiate and keep their cool you know we we tend to have to negotiate ourselves so it's it is good to like hop outside of the You know financial service provider realm and see how people are handling business conversations and how they're bouncing that with style so yeah okay
0: what about you corey you got a favorite show
2: man i don't really watch tv like that i think um it's a it's a couple shows that the wife and i uh, started watching we started watching yellowstone um but I definitely, if on the on the the more nerdy side, man, I definitely recommend y'all watch Attack on Titan if y'all y'all ain't never watched any type of anime, man. Especially especially if you smoke it, man. Just take take a second, hit hit a couple puffs, man. Go go on Netflix and turn on Attack on Titan. You're gonna be lost in a whole other world, man.
0: Man, yeah. See, it's been a minute since mm-hmm. I watched Attack on Titan, but I really like to watch like the Dragon Ball series. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, like I was watching that with my husband a couple of years ago because we have like I think they were still doing Tsunami. I don't know if Cartoon Network oh, still does. Tsunami,
2: that. <laughs> right, like, right. The dope space uh, space. I don't know what he was an astronaut, an alien.
0: Man, I don't know, but like all I knew was that Saturday night at twelve a.m. I'm right fucking there in front of the TV.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and that's where I, I first got uh, introduced to like anime and stuff like that, man. You know, you sitting up late, just watching, uh, what was it, Cowboy Bebop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good times. Good times, for sure.
0: All right, all right. So, finally, for my questions, can y'all tell the listeners at home one more time how to find and follow y'all online?
1: Yeah, you know, we're trying to be everywhere you are, you know. <laughs> but we're on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter fan base social club link you know would i say linkedin already we're everywhere uh right now we're trying to be everywhere um and it's at the Canabras. we just want to spell that it's t-h-e c-a-n-n-a-b-r-u-h-z so forget the z can't forget the z we always get that misspelled uh shout out to the smoke the smoke podcast for having us and of course spelling it correctly so yeah, man. <laughs> thank you, Miss Kadabra, for that one. But we look forward to uh, meeting you there. Let's engage. Let's have some conversations, smoke and bring what you lo- would like to bring. Uh, let's have a conversation and figure out how to build some business and uh, be sustainable.
0: All right, y'all. And just in case you want to go check out Harvest AF, the Canabras, and everything they've got to offer, all of that will be linked in the show notes for you to go check out after you listen to today's show. So thank you all so much for joining me today. It was a lovely chat.
2: Thank oh, you for having us. We greatly appreciate it. Yep,
1: absolutely. Thank you so much. And if there's anything that the Canabras or Harvest F can ever do for you, don't hesitate to reach out. We love to help. Uh, and that's what we're here for. Thank you so much, Ms. Kadabra.
0: All right. We well, might need to come back around tax season just to give us a little bit more tips and tricks,
1: you know. Oh, yeah. We'll
0: Anytime.
2: Be back. <laughs> just let us know.
0: All right. Well, y'all have a nice day. I'll see y'all around.
2: All right. You too. All right. Peace.
0: Hey you, do you have a question you want to ask or submit an idea for a future show? Email me at smoke2smoke420 at gmo.com or send me a voice message on Spotify for podcasters. Please be sure to give the show a review and share this show at your next smoke sesh. The podcast email will be included in the show notes. Also, I've got some news and it's big, so gather your friends around. Guess what? Did you know that Smoke to Smoke finally has its own website now? It's been a process a few months in the making, but SmokeToSmokePodcast.com is finally ready for you to check out and get your fill of all things Smoke to Smoke Productions has to offer. All the episodes, my favorite, and even some never-before-seen of content I've created alongside the classic catalog of Anatomy of a Strain Posts. And don't forget to follow the show's socials, smoke to smoke underscore podcast, for the latest updates when the episodes air and glimpses into my can of adventures and what I might be smoking on that day. The podcast is currently hardcore shadow ban on Instagram, so I've severely nuanced how often I post on there as to not get the account disabled. You know, better safe than sorry. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Smoke to Smoke. I hope y'all enjoyed it. As a matter of fact, if you did, please be sure to review the show wherever you stream. And don't forget to check out the Cannabros podcast on YouTube and reach out to the crew over at Harvest AF if you yourself are in need of a little bit of financial advice for your own cannabis business. Everything will be linked in the show notes for you to check out. That's all I've got for this week. Tell my listeners near and far, no matter where you are, remember to smoke responsibly and I'll see you next Tuesday.